I think that as entrepreneurs and salespeople, whether you have a product or service, it doesn't matter, right? It's your job to be that constant communicator and outreach resource. Otherwise, you know, kind of goes back to the old saying, you don't get what you don't ask for. You are listening to Amplify Your Success Podcast, episode 266. And if you've ever wondered how to get your product endorsed by your favorite celebrities, there is a formula and you're going to learn it today. Are you ready for this? Let's get started. Welcome to the Amplify Your Success Podcast. Get ready to ramp up your revenue, amplify your impact, and make your mark in the world. This is the show for experts, thought leaders, and service professionals who want to shatter their limits and achieve that next level. You're going to find out from other experts and influencers how they made it. Now, let's get Amplified. Hey there, inspired entrepreneurs and business leaders. Your host, Melanie Benson here, authority amplifier to expert-based business owners. And today we're talking about how to get your product endorsed by celebrities. And this is something I've known about for years. And if you've got a product or even a service that you know a celebrity or an influencer can get you massive exposure and bring you a flood of new clients, then my guest today is going to give you some great tips and some awesome tools to help you pull this off. Before we dive into today's episode, I got a big question for you. Are you able to enroll your ideal clients in a four, five, or even six figure offer right now? If not, then I want you to run right over to get my new seven-step plan to get booked, get leads, and get five-figure clients. This is my exact framework for how I leverage podcast guesting, speaking, being a guest expert in other people's membership communities to create a flood of ideal clients and turn them into high-ticket, happy, raving fans. Head over to amplifywithmelanie.com. You'll get access to my Facebook group. And with it, I will send you my downloadable copy of the seven-step plan. And in the Facebook group, I'm walking you through how to unpack each of these seven steps. Plus, give you a little hint, there is a bonus tip in there and help you take it from a nice idea to a powerful business boosting strategy for this year. Again, that's at amplifywithmelanie.com. You can also find the link on the show notes. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome back, Amplifiers. I'm really excited for today's episode. We're talking about how to get your product into celebrity hands. So let me introduce you to our special guest. Sarah Shaw is a fashion entrepreneur, a product designer, and a business coach. And with over 20 years experience and six companies under her belt, Sarah has built a treasure trove of secrets for launching your line, getting your products into stores and boutiques, getting your products to A-list celebrities and influencers, and getting massive publicity in order to grow quickly. Sarah's products have been in over 1,200 stores and boutiques across the country, including a couple of my favorites, Anthropology, Nordstrom, Henry Bendel, Fred Seagal, Neiman Marcus. I mean, the list goes on and on. She's also appeared in the pages of almost every major fashion and lifestyle magazine, including InStyle, People, Elle, The O-List, 
She's been on TV shows like Access Hollywood and the E! Network and been interviewed all over the place. Oh, and some of the same ones that I have, entrepreneur.com, Forbes.com, and American Express Open Forum. Sarah is the founder and CEO of Sarah Shaw Consulting, and her big work in the world is teaching product designers and fashion entrepreneurs how to launch, market, and sell their products. Sarah, I've really been looking forward to our conversation today. Me too. I'm so glad to be here with you. Ah, oh, well, we're glad to have you. And this is something we haven't talked a lot about, but I'm really familiar with. I worked with somebody many years ago who did something similar. And it was like somebody opened up my mind to this whole other world. And I went, wow. And today with the advent of um, like influencers and social media, there are so many places that we can apply what we're going to talk about today. So let's dig right in. Um, Let's talk about this idea of product placement and getting products into the hands of celebrities and why this is a valuable marketing strategy. All right. So getting products to celebrities is really a great way to grow your brand because it gives you sort of that A-list credibility factor, right? And these days, credibility is so even more important than ever, just because there's so many different channels out there, kind of like how you were saying, right? There's your website, there's your social channels, however many you have, right? There's blogs, there's podcasts, there's lots of ways to get the word out these days, you know, uh, magazines, celebrity magazines, fashion magazines. Um, And so getting products to celebrities is not as hard as people think. It's just that most people don't do it because they just don't know how. And so this way, talking today, I'm going to share all the different ways that we can do that. Love it. Love it. Love it. Oh, I'm excited. So let me, before we get into how, I want to talk about, because the work we do here at Amplify Your Authority is really about recognizing let's do the right thing better, right? So it's like we can do a lot of things, but if we do the right thing and pick the right audience and pick the right collaboration partners, then things move faster. And so I'm going to assume in your world and product placement and you know manufacturing and getting great products to market, that picking the right celebrities is a really key to moving products well. So how would somebody assess if celebrity marketing is right for them? And if so, what's the right celebrities to focus on? Okay. So you want to think about your target customer, right? That's sort of the first thing we all do, right? To figure out who we're selling to and come up with your ideal customer. And then you want to start to think about which celebrities are attractive to them. So if you... um, let's say you sell a baby product and you want to get stuff to new mothers. Um, You sell a swaddle blanket or something. So you'd want to start looking and Googling celebrities that have a baby in the, you know, one to three or four month age range and then get that list together and then start looking, you know, if you're not familiar with those celebrities, start looking them up, researching them, seeing what is written about them. Are they like your kind of people, right? Are they, the kind of people that would, if if they were photographed holding their baby swaddled in your blanket, is that going to get your customer to, you know, open their wallet and get their credit card out and go buy one to be just like them? Because most people these days admire 
famous people, right? And it's easier to, you know, before we could only see them in movies in the old days, right? Mm -hmm. Then you could see them, maybe some pictures on the internet that um, the paparazzi put up on websites where you could buy a photo of your favorite celebrity or magazines could buy them. Then came social media, right? Where you can, wow, you know, you can see pictures of these people in their daily lives. And obviously you've always been able to see them in the Us Weeklies and People magazines and places like that. So as you Google more photos of these specific celebrities in your niche, right, that you're looking for, you just want to make sure that their general character and who they are as a person speaks to your target customer. Hmm. Yes, I, I agree totally. I think whatever um, business you're in, whatever market you're in, this idea, we call it borrowing influence, right, in the uh, expertpreneur world. And mm -hmm. in a way, that's what you're doing is you're borrowing the credibility and influence of a celebrity here. Exactly. I love it. So what is the best way to get your product in the hands of a celebrity once you've identified the right one for your product offerings? So what we generally suggest is once you've done this Google research and you've got your master list, um, is there's a website called contactanycelebrity.com. And you can go there, um, get a month's uh, subscription. Um, and, you know, if you do the month long one, just make sure you make a note in your calendar to cancel it before they start charging your card every month. Um, and, and then you um, can go in there and get everyone's, just fill out your Excel sheet that you've started already, right? And you can put everyone's contact information in there and then start thinking about the letter that you wanna write. And you can go to my site and get, download some free examples of letters there. Um, and then write the letter to the gatekeepers and start emailing them about your product. And you know we wanna get it to this person because they have a brand new baby. And we thought that you know, looking at some photos on the internet that they really like the you know, blue whales or something, <laughs> right? right? So whatever, whatever it is that you can relate your story to the celebrity, you know, if, if the more you can do that and make it about that person and the reason you're sending it to them is because, you know, you've seen other blue, blue whales that they've had and stuff and you have a blue whale too and you want to add to their collection or whatever the connection is. So the more connection you can make in that letter, the better results you have. Well, I, I'm going to assume, uh, just like any time we cold pitch something, that they may get some uh, rejects or some just completely ignored. You know, sometimes I think a lot of people get confused or conflicted about like, what do I do if they don't say anything, right? Or if they don't respond. Do you encourage people to follow up? Do you encourage people just to write the best pitch and let it go? What do you see work there? So we, uh, I'm like the queen of follow-up. <laughs> Sometimes people will say to me, oh my God, you've emailed me so many times. Thank God, because I forgot or whatever, right? So I think that as entrepreneurs and salespeople, whether you have a product or a service, it doesn't matter, right? It's your job to be that constant communicator and outreach resource. Otherwise, you know, kind of goes back to the old saying, you don't get what you don't ask for. And so- with celebrities, we let's say you send your email on Tuesday, you don't hear back, and maybe end of the day on Thursday, you just 
hit reply, you know, hey, Susie, just wanted to see if you had a chance to look at my email. I'd really love to get my uh, blue whale uh, baby wrap to so-and-so for their baby, Charlie, right? Mm -hmm. And and then often you'll sometimes, sometimes you will get tons of responses on your first pitch out and you'll just be like, whoa, oh my God. And then other times you do have to follow up. And like you said, there are people who will never respond um, it's pretty rare that they don't respond. Um, sometimes you'll just get back, uh, they're not accepting gifts right now, or they're away on a movie, or, you know, when they already have too many baby blankets, right? <laughs> Whatever the, the response could be negative. And yes, there may be the occasional never, you know, the people who don't ever respond. But if you don't get any responses, make me the first, that first week, then I give it a rest and maybe the next Wednesday or Thursday, send another follow-up and just, you know, check again. Cause these people, these assistants probably get 500 to a thousand emails a day and it may just have gotten lost or they put it in a to answer later folder and then didn't get back to the folder or whatever their organizational skills are. So it's your job to be the squeaky wheel. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because I, I think this is in any type of follow-up situation. Oftentimes we're not pestering people. Everyone's busy. So don't mm -hmm. take it personally, right? It's exactly. just have really great follow-up skills. It's a it's an important part of, of the, the process working. You know, we we're in the green room before we came on here today and we were talking about this idea of getting our um, products into celebrity hands, but there's a there's there's a whole new wave of celebrities these days, self-created celebrities, if you will, uh, called influencers. What, in your mind, is the difference between between celebrities and influencers in using this practice? Um, all right, good question. So I love talking about this difference. So celebrities are people who are generally categorized as people who are in TV shows or, mo or in movies, right? Mm -hmm. Who might show up in People magazine or on the cover of a fashion magazine, right? Like Adele, the singer is on the cover of Vogue. Um, and because she's just transformed her body and, you know, she's showing off her new look. <laughs> and so, um, but influencers like Instagram influencers or, or YouTube influencers are generally not on the cover of magazines or even like on, you know, there, no one's, at, no paparazzi is out really shooting them and selling their pictures to people or, you know, us weekly or star or whatever. So I like to look, you know, at influencers on social media can be a really great way to go if it's the right fit. So we can stick with the baby category. Like if you find someone who talks about all kinds of baby products is selling them, you know, look at this, this is so great. You know, I love this. I use this. Um, you know, you might, might want it too. And then they can, they can either connect to your uh, and tag you for shopping, or maybe they have their own website where they sell like as an affiliate, sell things that other people are selling on their site, kind of like a drop shipping program. Um, yeah. But one of the things you want to be really careful of, because most of these are paid gigs, right? Influencers usually ask for money, whereas celebrities, you know, the TV and movie celebrity will categorize them as the celebrities, just take it for free. So, you know, there is no guarantee with celebrities that they will post a picture or you'll ever see a picture, 
right? Because it's a free exchange. It's just basically the cost of that is your time to contact them and the actual physical cost of goods sold on your product that you're giving mm -hmm. to them as a present, right? So within, with a social media influencer, often there's a fee involved. Sometimes it's substantial, like starting at 2,500 or even 5,000. So what I usually suggest, because we all know people can buy influencer, I mean, buy subscribers, right? Or followers, it's not that hard to do. So if somebody's got 2 million followers and their videos that they do of products have, you know, thousands of likes and tons of comments, those people are probably real. But what I usually suggest is that people look at past products that they've promoted and get in touch with the owners of those companies and get the word from the source, right? Because often the, the influencer, if they're not doing an affiliate promotion with them, let's just say they charge $5,000, you know, Joe Schmo pays them $5,000. They say how fabulous their product is then they don't ever really know how many things Joe Schmo sold, right? Right. They would know if they were an affiliate, maybe you can get a deal and say, hey, I'll pay you a thousand for, to help with the video videographer and your fees and all that stuff that it costs you to get my post up. But let's do an affiliate sale. If you think you can sell, you know, 5,000 of my thing, you're going to make way more money than the $5,000 you're asking for. So that's one way to go. Then the other is really to vet them through the last person or the last few people that they did, which is why you want to, you know, if you have a baby product, you want to find someone who sells other people's baby products, not someone who's selling whiskey, but that could be good <laughs> for parents too. But, um, but, yeah. you know, so you kind of, you just want to make sure that you're finding the right influencer. Right. And I find that YouTube um, influencers, because they've got big followings who are watching their videos, like that's what they're there to do, right, can often be a better way to go. Then, you know, Instagram influencer sounds sexier, but it could be that the YouTube video a videographer and, and vlogger there, right, or influencer on YouTube has more followers who are actually real buyers because when they say, look at this cool makeup I just put on, or I just swaddled my baby, or look at this badass outfit, right? They're actually showing it to you in a way that these people are used to seeing. Like they trust, they kind of have more of the no like and trust factor, I think on YouTube rather than Instagram, because Instagram can be a little flashy and, um, you know, that's kind of where all the big celebrities hang out, the Kardashians and all those people that have a lot of sex appeal to people mm -hmm. and what they're doing and want to follow them and you know ooh look what they're doing so definitely reach out to past um influenced people <laughs> and see what the results were because if someone says hey i paid them five thousand dollars and i sold four things right and it's very similar to yours or the same genre that might not be a great way to go no i think that's really important to vet because um there's uh there's the perception <laughs> the re the perception and the reality there's often a gap and influencers one of their jobs is to curate a particular look and feel and so we want to do our due diligence and make sure we're making a good investment in the visibility and the opportunity to sell more products so this is really really great advice but this is also making me think of something else and if this is too much of a segue, let me know. We'll veer back. But we're seeing about all the, the media 
um, the uh, visibility and opportunities that are emerging with product reviews. You're bringing up YouTube and then we know there's now Amazon Live and there's uh, podcasts where a lot of people get their product sponsored. Do you see that as a complement to this uh, type of strategy or a strategy all on its own? And is it worth looking into that as well? Oh, I think it's worth looking into everything. You know, it's like when I see someone who doesn't have their Facebook or Instagram shop set up, you know, I'm like, mm. whoa, you're missing out on a whole potential channel, right? Yeah. It doesn't, it's free to have it there, right? Why wouldn't you put it there? Or they don't have Google shopping set up correctly or, you know, all these different channels, you know, if they have, not everybody sells on Amazon, right? Sometimes mm -hmm. it's just not worth it financially for people or they just don't feel like people are looking for their product on Amazon, which is fine. Um, you know, it takes a lot to promote your product on Amazon as well. Right? Yeah. People are like, I've had an Amazon store for four months. I haven't sold anything. And it's like, okay, well, what are you doing to push that? Right. Right. Um, and, and so I think that it's sort of the omni-channel way of going is so important. You know, it's kind of why, you know, when I'm working with people, I tell them it's so important to, I think of your business as four-piece pie. So you've got your online e-com shoppers, right? So you've got to be emailing them every week, twice a week if possible, right? You're, if you're ready to wholesale to stores, you need to be contacting them all the time, reaching out to magazines, media, you know, and I include podcasts and anything else media wise in there. And then the celebrity influencer, because sometimes you might be selling a ton on your site because you just got some press, right? And it's mm -hmm. driving the traffic there. And maybe you don't care about celebrities that week and you're not, you know, that, but then you're telling your stores about all the press you just got and then they're clamoring for more sales so i think each of those quadrants feeds on each other right i mean you might be able to tell your online shoppers hey we just got into such and such store in chicago and then maybe you have a lot of people in chicago where they tell their friends or whatever right it's just everything has a chain reaction when you post on social tag the store hey we're now selling in this store you know, or we're just in this magazine or look at this celebrity or look at this influencer, right? Everything feeds on each other these days because it's all so interconnected. So I think it's important to be as many places as possible. It was kind of easier in the old days when all there was was the phone, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, and but it took a lot more physical labor back then. Right. You were on the phone making dialing for dollars basically every day. And now you're emailing for dollars or posting <laughs> for dollars. Right. It's not right. as labor intensive because you can reach all the subscribers on your email list with one campaign. Right. Or right. you can post something and whoever sees it on social sees it. So I think that there's the ease of today, but at the same time, it's more complicated and more multi-layered. Automation is our best friend for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. One last question. It's just kind of uh, was popping into my head because I always like to think about like, what is our listener thinking right now? What, it, what is the question they might want to ask? And I know a lot of our listeners are service-based versus mm -hmm. product-based. Do you think these kinds of strategies could work for the service provider who's listening in today? Um, it depends on the service. I mean, I've, I've done celebrity gifting with service providers, um, photographers, you know, authors, um, different like Reiki or crystal, you know, offerings, things like that. The, the response is varied, 
It's, it's, it's much less um, just because a lot of, I think, famous celebrities, right, have people that they've been working with for a long time. Whereas I think this, that strategy for, I mean, the same strategy would apply better for service-based providers through YouTube influencers and maybe some Instagram or Facebook influencers, definitely getting on podcasts, sharing what it is that they do for people, right? I think getting on podcasts is a great way to get the word out as long as it's the right podcast you know, Agreed. that, that speaks to your tribe. Agreed. Totally. I, I appreciate you addressing that because I know there's that fantasy. Oh, I know so-and-so is going through a divorce. They've posted, I can help them. Right. Or <laughs> I, someone's been talking about their anxiety on social. Mm-hmm. Can I help, you know, I can help them. So I, I think what I would imagine is there's a significant amount of relevance and credibility and trust that have to come together at those moments. If you have a service business. And uh, I love your idea of focusing more on the podcast and YouTube influencers and things like that. Great, great. Well, and magazines, you know, pitching, pitching the media, um, especially, you know, business magazines, the entrepreneurs and, you know, American open forum Mm -hmm. and Inc and everything, but also a lot of fashion or fashion magazines write about, um, entrepreneurial endeavors, right. They tell Mm -hmm. stories like people, you know, they'll tell somebody's story of their life, like this happened to me and it mm-hmm. got, got me to be this kind of consultant, right? The, you know, the story of her life, basically how you got there. Also, um, some magazines will do like women at work sections. Uh, if you're an author, obviously every fashion magazine has a, um, a book review editor. So if you're writing, you know, if you write a book that has that's good for their subscribers, right? You need to be really familiar with the magazine. If you don't subscribe to it, check it out online. Go sit at the newsstand, <laughs> go buy a few a few copies, you know, and really dive into it, and you'll start to see the different sections. Yeah. Um, and and that can be a great way to grow your brand as well. Yeah, I will throw out a resource. As you know, in the show notes, we always uh, have the things that we've talked about that maybe outside of uh, Sarah or my uh, resources and Harrow help a reporter out can mm-hmm. be really helpful for those media placements. You can't see this as you're listening to the podcast, but Sarah can see behind me, the picture of me on the wall. That's a four page fret spread in a uh, alumni magazine that I saw a pitch for in Harrow. So I got four pages, you know, two of which was like full color. And it was a really impressive feature just by responding to that and talking about my story of how I became an entrepreneur. So definitely worth uh, looking into those strategies for all kinds of businesses. Sarah, this has been so enlightening. I love the tools and the tips. And you mentioned earlier that on your website, people can get samples of the letters that you can send to celebrities celebrity mm-hmm. gatekeepers. Uh, I will uh, link that up in the show notes, but if you go to sarahshawconsulting.com, right, that's where that will land. Correct. Good. And I highly recommend that if you're considering the strategy, even if you're going for influencers, YouTube influencers, media of any kind, like go check out Sarah's resources. She is a treasure trove of resources and we don't want to have to create all this from scratch. It's really generous of you, Sarah, to share the resources that you've already put together. 
this is the time that I really, really like to ask some kind of like get to know Sarah questions. Um, I love asking my guests what the boldest thing you had to do up to now to get where you are in your business. So I think the boldest thing that I did when I first started my handbag line um, was to approach some store buyers in Los Angeles where I lived at the time and ask them totally unknown me to take my bags into their store on consignment because I knew that if I could have those names on my list of stores that it would open other doors for me mm-hmm. and nobody had ever done that before. Um, you know, they were like, wow, no one's ever asked us that before. And so that was pretty bold. My second boldest move there was starting to pitch celebrities because nobody was doing it yet. I was one of the Mm -hmm. first designers to start getting products to celebrities. Um, so that, that was, um, for me, one of the scariest times, um, in, in my business life. Cause I didn't even know how to do it. And there was no contact any celebrity.com back then in 1998. <laughs> you didn't have your cheat um, sheet. <laughs> I didn't have any cheat sheets. I was inventing the cheat sheet at the time. Oh, nice. Um, and I think the other boldest thing, uh, for me was, um, deciding that doing my one-on-one consulting wasn't a way to scale my business. So I took Sam Ovens uh, up level course and learned how to put together a group coaching program. And that's been really awesome. And I love my group of women and it's um, really inspiring for me to be working with so many different people at one time. And it's, it was really scary for me to plunk down a lot, large amount of money and take this course. And I'm a single mom. I've got twins that are going to be 14 in January. And I did this a couple of years ago when they were younger. And it's a very time consuming um, endeavor to sort of change the strategy of your business model. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I would say for this business, that was probably my boldest move. <laughs> I, I think that, uh, that is probably the single most common answer when I asked successful entrepreneurs, what was the big, bold thing or the risk that you took is investing in a strategy to change my business model. So it's better. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think we all have to do that. And I love when people share that because as you're listening in and you're considering making an investment in a mastermind or uh, you're, you're ready to get some coaching of some kind. This is what really moves the needle. And hopefully my guests are proving that to you because they're they're achieving big success. All right, last question. Sarah, what's one thing you wish you would have done sooner? Um, probably taken Sam Evans' course sooner. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's like, and, why did I wait so long? <laughs> yeah, I just didn't even think about it or know about it really. Um, yeah. And since then I've been investing in a different um service every single mm-hmm. year. Um, mm-hmm. I, a couple of years ago when the pandemic hit and my Facebook ads took a big dive, I um, decided to invest in an, another entrepreneur who taught me how to do organic outreach on Facebook in a different mm-hmm. way than Sam had taught me and sort of put it on steroids. And then this last year, I decided to invest in a PR company that books me on podcasts. That's how I ended up here. 
Um, and that's been really great and, and been a, a different way to expand my business without me looking for the podcasts and pitching them mm -hmm. myself, which obviously I'm completely capable of doing. It's just another time consuming. Well, yeah, it that speeds I can things up. Pass. Yeah, right. If you can hand things off, I think that that's um, one of the key factors to building your business. Mic drop moment, my friends. That's uh, that couldn't have said it better myself, Sarah. Thank you so much for sharing a little glimpse behind the scenes of your world and what it's taken to get you there. This is what it takes to amplify the reach of your business. And Sarah's certainly modeling that for us today. And she is going to help you really dial in that celebrity placement. So make sure you head over to her website and grab those uh, templates because that'll save you a bunch of time and energy if you know how to do it in a way that's going to get results. So Sarah, thanks so much for being here today. Oh, thanks for having me. It was my pleasure. Thanks for tuning in today, Amplifier. Be sure to join us right now in the Amplify Your Authority community at authorityamplifiers.com and I'll share my seven proven tips to be a highly paid expert that stands out in a crowded market. Plus, we're going to keep this conversation going and I want to hear from you how you're going to amplify your authority and make a greater impact. Before you go, please take a minute to give our show and our guests some love over on your favorite podcasting platform. Subscribe, rate, and review. Leave your full name and I'll spotlight you and your authority on social media. <laughs>